Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. In a ruling today, the Supreme Court left in place a block on an Indiana law that barred abortions based on race, sex, or disability, but made the first move toward giving states more power to regulate abortion. Joining me is Bloomberg News Supreme Court reporter Greg Storr. So, Greg, tell Tell us about these Indiana laws and and what the court decided. Yeah, June, as you said, the law had two different components to it. Uh, One uh, just said that clinics, when they perform an abortion, have to dispose of the the aborted fetus either by burying it or by cremation. And then the second provision had to do with um, selective abortions, and it, it said that if your sole reason for having an abortion was because of a risk of a genetic disorder or because of the, the, the sex or, or uh, race of the, 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 uh, the fetus, uh, that that was, that was illegal. Um, the Supreme Court came out differently on those two questions, uh, reinstated the first, the first provision and allowed the other provision to, uh, the lower court ruling that struck down the other provision to stand. Well, should the fact that the Supreme Court split the decisions make some pro-abortion rights activists feel a little better? I'm not sure I would say that's the case. Um, The Supreme Court is going to have an awful lot of abortion cases to choose from. Uh, It's uh, still quite likely the court will take up a big and important abortion case uh, sometime in the next term. There are uh, a few pending ones, which we can talk about in a minute, perhaps. Uh, The fact that the court reached out and summarily upheld this one provision involving fetal disposal, um, I think, uh, should be a a, a sign of, of something that uh, abortion rights advocates should be concerned about. It is the court's new conservative majority flexing its muscles a little little bit on this controversial topic. Is it surprising then that only two justices, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Sonia Sotomayor, indicated disagreement with the ruling? Yeah, that's a, that, that, I don't know if I would say it's a surprise. It's certainly very noteworthy. Um, Justice Breyer and Justice Kagan, two other liberals, are certainly abortion rights supporters. Uh, they are also the two justices on the left who tend to be more willing to compromise, to uh, perhaps join an opinion um, if they can, can improve some of the wording in it, some of the language in it, uh, and, and they uh, try to work together with Chief Justice John Roberts when they can. Uh, they apparently made a, a tactical decision in this case, or seemingly made a tactical decision in this case, uh, that there wasn't anything to be gained from uh, dissenting and perhaps behind the scenes uh, they did uh, change some of the wording in the opinion so that it uh, was a bit narrower uh, than it might have been. Let's talk about some of the other cases. We've been talking about a case involving transgender students' access to bathrooms before the court, and the justices decided not to take that case. Any indication why? Yeah, they, they didn't give any indication why on this one. Uh, th- this was a, a case where uh, non-transgender students said their rights were being violated, uh, their constitutional privacy rights were being violated because the school was letting transgender students, or the school district was letting transgender students uh, use the bathroom uh, that corresponded uh, with uh, their gender identity. 
the Supreme Court did not make any comments in rejecting this appeal. They just turned it away. There was, uh, on the surface of it, there wasn't a compelling reason for them to take it. There wasn't one of these cases where lower courts are in disagreement about it. Uh, and uh, it, it's perhaps not too surprising that the court wanted to, to duck this particular hot-button issue. They are going to take up transgender rights in another context in the upcoming term. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. They are going to hear uh, a couple cases involving job discrimination and whether federal job bias law uh, protects gay and transgender workers. That law says you can't discriminate on the basis of sex, uh, and in both cases, lo- uh, uh, lower courts are in, are in some disagreement as to whether uh, that covers uh, discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation and discrimination on the basis of, of gender identity. Uh, that'll be one of the biggest, if not the biggest, case, case the court hears next term. Now, tell us about this case the justices decided to take about whether the parents of a Mexican teenager can sue the American law enforcement agent who shot the the teenager from across the border. Yeah, this case might sound familiar to people. The court has had it before. They kicked it back to the lower court. Um, it's, a, it's a, as you said, a Mexican teenager. He was on the Mexican side of the border. Uh, they were playing, he was in a, a culvert where the, the middle of the culvert is the actual border, but there's a fence on the U.S. side. And he and his friends apparently were <clears throat> playing a game where they would ramp to the U.S. side, touch the fence, and come back down. Uh, a Border Patrol officer agent <clears throat> came upon them. Uh, there, there was an, an incident, um, and uh, he ended up shooting uh, the boy, Sergio Hernandez. Uh, the question for the Supreme Court is basically whether his family can sue. Uh, there is a, a legal doctrine known as Bivens, where the Supreme Court has said um, you can just sue directly under the Constitution for a violation of your rights in some contexts. That's not a doctrine that the Supreme Court, this more conservative Supreme Court, has suggested it likes very much. Uh, so the question is whether this this uh, this particular uh, form of lawsuit, known as a Bivens lawsuit, can apply in in this case. Just about 45 seconds here. It's approaching this busy time of year for you. What uh, Supreme Court decision are you uh, awaiting most? Uh, let me give you two, if I could. The one that certainly got a lot of attention is the question of the case involving whether you, the, the Trump administration can put a question about citizenship on the 2020 census. The, the core question for the court is basically whether the administration was upfront about its reasons for doing so. And then the court has two cases, two very big cases involving partisan gerrymandering, and the court could finally tell us whether or not uh, it, it can ever be the case that, that there's too much partisanship in the, the uh, voting district uh, map drawing process. The Supreme Court has never struck down a district as being too partisan, and we'll see whether or not they're ready to do that. All right. Thanks, Greg. Get some sleep. You'll need it. That's Supreme Court reporter Greg Storr. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.